Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Danielle Brown. Danny is the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer of Whirlpool, a role she took on roughly a year ago. In her role, she's breathing life into all the major strategic imperatives of the company while modernizing the way in which the IT team works. She's also a female executive of color, and I look forward to getting her perspectives on her rise to her post. She's also a board-level CIO, and I look forward to hearing from her about the pathway she took to this exclusive group of CIOs who've joined boards, along with suggestions she might offer to others who would wish to follow her lead. But first, a word from our partner, Transmit Security, and the company's co-founder and president, Rakesh Loonkar. Transmit Security is a cybersecurity organization that focuses on identity experience and is enabling a secure and passwordless future. They also recently received the highest Series A venture capital investment in history for a cybersecurity company at a valuation of $2.2 billion. Rakesh wanted to share a couple of recommendations for technology and digital executives on how to improve a company's cybersecurity infrastructure. Thank you so much, Peter. First, I strongly recommend to take part of their budget and dedicate it to really innovative companies. It has to be built into the budgets up front so that it serves as a forcing function to really look for new technologies. The, the second recommendation is outside of identity. There are two very interesting classes of security technologies that are emerging. The first one is improving the quality of code to make sure that your developers are not introducing software vulnerabilities. The second is cloud security. I think we're in the first inning of hundreds of companies that will be created offering really innovative ways of securing the multitude of problems in the cloud environments. I just want to leave your audience with this last thing. Every single time they have to enter their password, change their password, can't remember their password or any other problems, please remember transmit security. And now on to the interview. Danny Brown, welcome to Technovation. It's wonderful to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Danny, um, I thought we would begin with your role. You are the Chief Information Officer of Whirlpool. And maybe you could take a quick moment and provide a bit of background as to your purview as Chief Information Officer. Sure, would love to. Uh, I do always like to start with uh, the bigger picture, though, if you will. Uh, so for me here at Whirlpool and for all of us at Whirlpool, um, our North Star, what we start with, uh, includes our strategic imperatives for our company. And those strategic imperatives include delivering product leadership. Uh, we are known as an innovation company. And under product leadership, that includes delivering modern technology that supports things such as the digital twin or the threat of our digital products. So that's imperative number one, deliver product leadership. Second imperative for us as a company is redefining what a product is. And when you think about what that entails, it includes new digital services and new digital products uh, that we can offer to our customers. The third imperative for us is winning that digital consumer journey. And that's all about how we engage with the consumer um, end to end from the time we first engage with them all the way through support and maintain. And if you think about that imperative, technology is required to support that and data is threaded all throughout that imperative as well. And then lastly for us is reinvent the value chain. It includes numerous items, but it especially includes having end to end supply chain visibility as well as things such as manufacturing 4.0 at industry 
uh, in innovation within the manufacturing space. And so for us, our remit is really driving those four strategic imperatives. And so you bring that down to a CIO's role. And really, I could not be in a better space than a company that has uh, strategically put technology at the forefront of our company. That's very exciting, Danny, just as you say, and, and so good of you to not only articulate the uh, imperatives, but also some of uh, technology, IT's uh, contribution to it. And as you say, uh, having gotten to know so many CIOs, sometimes they feel lucky if you know 10% or 20% of the corporate objectives uh, have a technology thread pulled through them. Uh, very exciting <laughs> that all of them have very significant uh, uh, mandates uh, that you're, you're helping to drive. Uh, talk a bit about that from a from a uh, a bird's eye view, if you will. The right. the process of uh, working with your colleagues outside of IT in partnering with them mm-hmm. on developing some of the aspects of what you described as te- uh, IT's involvement or role in bringing those imperatives to life. Sure. Well, I think one of the things um, I find here at Whirlpool is, and in, in really all over, is that it's now. It's a partnership between IT is a part of the business. It's not a separate entity or or something that's off to the side, especially today. We are very much integrated into the business and the strategy. So we work together uh, collectively across uh, Whirlpool. And so when you think about teams that are required in order to drive home, thinking about new digital products and new digital services, it's a collaborative collaborative team, including marketing, uh, product marketing, engineering, IT, and others. And we're talking about from the strategy to the use cases, to the technology that's going to enable it, to the data that's going to provide us with the insights that can be gained from from the, the technology and what we're leveraging. And so that's the collaboration that we as a company at Whirlpool recognize is important for us in order to continue to bring those bring the innovation to our consumers. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that that model of having cross-functional teams, of bringing people with very diverse sets of experiences and backgrounds and areas of expertise together. Uh, and that's in the right. combination of those roles, developing some things that are very special as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know from past conversations that we've had that there are also some aspects of what you're doing that cut across some of those imperatives. You've mentioned, for instance, data and analytics uh, mm-hmm. as an important um, important component that breathes life into all the imperatives themselves. Can you talk a bit mm-hmm. about some of your thought process there? Sure. It is very much, if I think about each individual strategic imperative, uh, data is really one of the ways in which we'll unlock value for our consumers and to bring, when I say for our consumers, to better engage with them, to bring them better, more innovative products. And so we very much are driving those strategic imperatives, but you're you're spot on there, Peter. As in my area where I sit, I've always said IT has a very unique vantage point in any company, whereas we are able to see end-to-end across the company. So there's things that I can bring forward as well to say, yes, these imperatives, uh, here's where the data matters in the imperative, but I can also help us as a company drive 
uh, insights we can gain from data that cuts across the imperatives that, that do resonate all the way through multiple items, such as how we're interacting and insights we can gain from the product that's in the home and how we can bring that back into uh, product development using that data to better to create and continue to innovate uh, the products that we would bring towards our customers. So that's the advantage of that unique view and, and how we can bring that to those cross-functional teams um, opportunities and uh, that we can see from sitting from that vantage point. That's fantastic. I want to um, dive into a couple of the imperatives more specifically. I love this idea of redefining the product and thinking about new digital products or digital facets to existing products. Can you breathe life into that a little bit with some examples of, of how you and your team are working on, on those things and maybe some, some things that have already reached uh, fruition? Sure. An example of that is we have uh, if you think about it in the laundry uh, laundry cycle area that we have, uh, from a laundry perspective, we have products that are connected today. Uh, it, matter of fact, I have a connected washer and dryer in my home. And, and what that means is when it's connected, then you have sensors that provide uh, insights to the consumer that better, you know, our mission is all about improving life at home for the consumers. And so through the technology and data, we're able to do that. A very specific example is if you think about those connected products, uh, for example, through Whirlpool brand, as well as our Maytag uh, brand, we have a 2.0 app. And through that app, I can engage with uh, our products. And so we have new functionality as well, not just engaging with them, but we think about what's of most value, valuable and relevant for that consumer. So we've added new functionality, including how we can interact with Google voice commands, for example. So that's a way of how it's brought to life uh, at home and how you can engage with the consumer there. I like that example. Thank you. I also wanted to talk to you about the digital consumer journey. Um, mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about, if you would, uh, some of the insights that you're garnering in terms of how your customers wish to interact with you digitally or ways in which you've brought kind of new means of experiencing uh, Whirlpool's products and so forth in a, uh, via a digital means. Sure. I think numerous companies across the globe have, uh, you know, we were headed down this journey, uh, but with the onset of the pandemic, um, of course, many consumers were driven more to online. And we uh, felt that as well. And uh, it, it continued, we then continued to improve that online experience. And what I mean from that is when you think about the end-to-end uh, -end journey, digital journey, it really goes all the way from pre-purchase part of the process where you're engaging and consumers are thinking about that initial uh, consideration of purchasing your product. So how you use technology to better engage with them, better showcase your products and how uh, it can be utilized in the home to the purchase part of the process. So making it very easy for the consumer to purchase your product online or through other channels. And then thinking about that post-purchase part of the process. So how you will continue to engage with them, that's where the digital products and services come into play, how you will continue to engage with them during that post-purchase part of the process, and then how you support and maintain the relationship with that consumer. How you perform and engage and interact, how effective and efficient that journey is, will depend upon whether or not they're repeat customers. And so, of course, we want to continue to um, support our consumers in a holistic way, always driving to maintain, um, you know, they're, they're working with us and wanting our products. Very interesting. Uh, 
yours is a is a large, complex organization, of course, that's been around for some time. And you, like other technology leaders, need to be mindful of how are you modernizing uh, your tech practices mm-hmm. and even the specific technology that you are putting mm-hmm. in place to to bring to life all you've already described. Talk a little mm-hmm. little bit about how you how you think about uh, maintaining a modern uh, a technology footprint and set of practices to make sure that you're building an IT department for the future as opposed to one that's resting on the laurels of its past accomplishments, so to say. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I will put it in the context of uh, business enablement. And so mm-hmm. uh, starting from that context at Whirlpool, we are on a journey of digital transformation. And I know that's an overused word. So let me uh, explain what that means to us. When we say digital transformation of our business, it is moving things, for instance, delivering uh, key business systems like SAP in the cloud and ensure in leveraging cloud uh, analytics, uh, you know, so that we can get more leverage across the globe of data so it's more accessible. So, and, and those things then bring the efficiencies, of course, because you're leveraging modern technology, but it also has that effectiveness. Again, now that you have, uh, you know, the modern platforms uh, like SAP in the cloud, you know, you're gaining, you can um, increase your functionality that you're able to deliver uh, in a more expedient way from it being on a a solid platform. You are able to leverage data, you know, not just in function silos, but across multiple um, functions within the business, across regions even, in a more easy and accessible way. And so it's things like that that we are, while we are also... um, Uh, enabling winning that digital consumer journey. At the same time, we are also driving effectiveness and efficiency within uh, internally within the company. And I know an implied area of focus for the team through all the things that you've talked about is a focus on cybersecurity as well. Um, Talk talk a bit about uh, the way in which you think about that and baking in the practices associated with that in, in all that you've talked about. Sure. I think that uh, number one, again, start with the big picture. You just have to, you know, read any any online article or any article, and it's a war war out there um, as it relates to cyber and and the attacks that that companies are under. And so we're we're no different from that regards, and we uh, continue to do the uh, right practices and right things to protect our consumer data and uh, our whirlpool data as well. And so while we uh, fight that battle, we have to also think about the landscape is gonna continue to grow and continue to change. And so what we do internally is we don't think about uh, security or privacy as an afterthought. It is something that we build into uh, any new innovation or build into new products, design, um, or services. And so when you get in from the front, it means that you think about it all throughout your product, any digital product or service, the entire life cycle. So the protection is built in from the beginning. Now, you know, we're in a world that's continuously evolving and we have to continue to stay diligent in those areas, but it's all about uh, ensuring that we maintain credibility and trust with our consumers. Danny, I'd love to also talk to you a bit about the fact that uh, not only are you a woman who is who is a CIO, a, a still mm-hmm. a relatively small though growing club, you're also mm-hmm. a woman of color, a smaller club mm-hmm. that you have joined and and I would say is, are, are uh, on the leading edge of of uh, hopefully mm-hmm. creating uh, a bigger club that that is established behind you. 
Talk mm-hmm. a bit about your pathway to leadership, uh, given those two factors mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, when you were coming up as a computer scientist, both, you know, when, mm-hmm. at university, but also early in your career, there weren't a mm-hmm. lot of people who looked like you, who were, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, in the rungs above you in the, in the ladder mm-hmm. to necessarily follow. Um, talk a bit about mm-hmm. some of those insights and, and uh, what you see in terms of the, the future of, of both uh, uh, leaders who are women and also leaders who are women of color. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, if I go back and I'll take take it, uh, I'll date myself here back to the, <laughs> the 90s, if you will, but it seems like ancient years ago. But anyway, back to the 90s. A when I was, I know, <laughs> hated to even say it, but, uh, <laughs> but at that time it was, I was only one of two, literally in uh, African-American women uh, in the computer science program in the entire university. But I've always been the the type and had the mindset, you know, I used to talk about I never allowed anyone to put me in a box or paint a box for me, meaning that it did not bother me that I was one of two African-American women. Actually, you know, I did not, you know, I noticed it, but it that was never my focus. It was this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. Right. And so as I coach and counsel um, younger women, you know, coming up, I always tell them because they. Unfortunately, you're right. We uh, it's still a small subset today, and so they ask that question: How do you deal with those dynamics when you are um, most most of the times one of only in a room? And similar to how I dealt with it then, back in college, same way I deal with it now. I don't worry about who's to the left or right of me, right? It, it's about you making your mark, you growing, you helping uh, companies, organizations advance the agenda and you continuously developing and getting better. So my advice is always, and and my mindset is I don't worry about, you know, um, what box others want to may want to paint me, you know, put me in or paint, you know, put a box around the boundaries of what I can do. It's about what I know I can deliver and going after it. And so from that, having that mindset has been very helpful for me going forward that, that as I came my career, the second item was I had people that bet on me you know, quite honestly, and poured into me. And those two things really helped me. And, and I, you know, came up in an environment, many prior life, you know, my sponsor was a uh, Viet- Vietnamese, right, uh, from, was from Vietnam. And his leadership team was made up of uh, people of all different ages, genders, race, uh, etc. And so, that team was one was I call a winning team because you had so many different creative ideas and thoughts because we all came from different backgrounds and experiences. That's what made it a winning team. And so I saw that early in my career, how diversity brings that out. And so since, you know, ever since then, it's part of my DNA to just think about diversity because I know at the end of the day, that's what helps you win. And that's what helps you become a better leader as well. Great insights. Thank you so much for sharing those, Danny. There's another club mm-hmm. that you've joined that is small but growing, and that is uh, CIOs mm-hmm. who are members of boards. Uh, you're mm-hmm. on the, the board of PRA Group, a publicly traded mm-hmm. company on the NASDAQ. And mm-hmm. um, I, I wonder if you could reflect a little bit about your journey towards board membership with perhaps a few recommendations or thoughts for others who might wish to walk in your footsteps. Sure. I, I think that it's, uh, that journey towards board membership happened at the same time, because it wasn't originally in my, uh, you know, purview or, or thinking about that in the future, because the world has shifted. 
where it now is in the uh, you know goals or career uh, goals of people like myself, CIOs or technologists. Um, and the reason what what shifted and the reason why it's now in our um, you know career maps, if you will, is because you think about what's changed, cyber has changed where cyber is now, you know, boards are all about governance and risk and strategy and future. Well, from a risk perspective, cyber, right, is, is one thing that is at front and foremost for boards because you have to think about the impact that that can have on a company and it's significant, right? And not at the management level, but, you know, at the higher level and ensuring that we are, uh, companies are doing the right things in order to prepare and plan for the, the times when they are attacked. And then secondly, a strategy. And similar to, as I mentioned with Whirlpool, you go through our four strategic imperatives and they are all about and data and, and technology is and innovation is woven all throughout our imperatives. So you boards want to ensure that as they think forward about their strategy and craft their strategy, that they are taking to account how technology now plays a strategic role to that company's future. So those things working in parallel with my continuing to grow and et cetera has really led the pathway, uh, been blessed with that pathway or door opening for me to move into a board seat. That's fantastic. I'd also, Danny, as you look to the future, are there some trends that you particularly, that particularly excite you and making their way onto your, uh, your roadmap? Sure. There's several, whether it's 5G or, um, you know, others that are out there, but I will say of the, the list that you will, one of the things that I am most excited about is um, AI, artificial intelligence and machine learning. And the reason why, because they're, they're not new trends, right? That, that's, they've been there for a while, but they are now evolving to where AI and ML is embedded into processes. And why, what that, wh- how that's different today, yes, we leverage uh, even today within Whirlpool um, AI and machine learning and have different models around that. However, when you embed it into processes, you're not dependent upon someone else Um, outside of the process, gaining knowledge and insight and having to then get questions answered and then dig further and then dig further. It's embedded into your processes and it's doing it, you know, while the processes are actually being activated or transactions are occurring. And so that is becoming more and more prevalent. And I've always been a data girl at heart (laughs) because long time ago, numerous moons ago, we were, you know, thinking about uh, big data at the time and, and the possibilities with that. Well, so much of that has come to fruition now. So I've known and been studying and learning and trying, you know, how to uh, gain value out of that. And now uh, the, the technology has caught up with that. And now the um, people, we've gotten value from it. And now it's just a matter of harnessing the insights from that. So that that's one of the areas that most excites me is AI and ML. Good choices, certainly. Well, Danny Brown, mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking a little time with me to talk about your, your view of the future, some of the remarkable things that you and your team uh, are working on, a bit about your mm-hmm. own journey as well. It's been a great conversation all around. Sure. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me.